Welcome to a Story Arcs miniseries. This is a podcast where I develop the fable of Malachi with the help of my illustrator, Sarah, and you, the audience, in the Fae Realms universe. I am Trevor Sutton. Let's create! Good morning, and welcome to the Fables of Malachi. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, fingernail trolls. Ireland, they found, was where they landed, dropped in a peat bog, alone, abandoned. Dark magic they used from innocence wrung, breath they collected from young child's lung. Their lust for power deformed their lost souls, no longer fey, for now they were trolls. Millennia passed, they became quite bored. They were legends here they could not afford. They gathered their things and sailed far away to a land brand new, the U.S. of A. All right, there's a lot to dip into here. So, um, first thing I wanted to say for our listeners is we touched on moving day, which is essentially when the Fae move the portal from uh, one place to another around our world. Make sure they and so they can. Yeah, exactly, to make sure they're not there for too long. So um, I was curious if Oberon placed this portal there on purpose so that they landed in the worst possible area um, when he banished them. Like maybe he, well, remember, didn't we discuss on the last podcast uh, this imagery of the, the Fae down in the dungeons getting their wings ripped from their backs where Oberon was partying from moving day up top? yeah. I still don't think it's out of maliciousness. Um, I think yeah. maybe maybe in the hopes that they would possibly uh, pass away in the bog. He made it so difficult that they just die. He didn't expect them to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, especially after what they did, yeah. So, so it was like a... I mean, because again, the Fae the have a twisted sort of uh, idea about mercy. So for him, mercy could be just killing them quickly in an awful place, and that's why he moved it there. And and still, he is a ruthless person. Um, the whole reason for him doing what he's done is because he's, you know, a ruthless person. So maybe maybe he was it, maybe it wasn't so much to torture them, but to show everybody else, hey, don't f with me. Bad yeah. stuff will happen. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so um, dropped in Ireland in a peat bog alone, abandoned. Um, so that those first two lines are just a kind of a. Uh, catch up for the past couple of poems that already really discuss that their wings have been ripped out they've been banished to the to the world yeah they're now in ireland and uh we quickly go from them being dropped in that in that peat bog and trying to get out and we go straight into them just in desperation starting to to get magic from children yeah well they i mean they use it their whole lives they've always used it it's like oxygen so now the right. basically they try and find any way they can to get some of this back. And um, what they have found is that uh, for whatever reason they can they can use uh, <laughs> the fingernails and the belly button lint and the, maybe depending on what they take from the kid. And I, I think they're still <clears throat> they're still within themselves enough. I don't I don't know. They they can take their breath too. Right. So. Well, I like this idea of an escalation. Maybe they start off at first, you know, one out of frustration picks up a fingernail clipping or lint or something and just, you know, yells at it and it 
burst into flame and they realize that these small things uh, carry something with them, but only if they're from a child. And so at first they're just collecting them like off the floor or finding them. And then they're starting to take them. And I, again, uh, Malachi is the, the, the escalation of taking from children. Perhaps every once in a while they take a little bit of breath um, if they really, really need it, but they don't typically do that. But Malachi just reached a point of total frustration that he went in and he was going to kill the little girl uh, by taking all of her breath. Well, I don't think so much as kill her, but just definitely collect a bunch. I, I don't think him ending her life was anywhere near his mind. I don't think he cared one way or the other. I think it was more, well, I'm going to get more Well, there had to be magic. a real threat to the little girl for Tatiana to step in. Anything don't going you think? in that window would have would have... <laughs> triggered that I don't, I, think, think, I don't think well i mean tatiana tatiana is a, is a ruler and an extremely cunning intelligent fae yeah. she would have watched the situation um at least for a second to see what was going on before oh. she just launched in there so if she no, saw that there was oh. actual danger and i mean there should at least be the impression of danger uh, look uh, there's uh, there's some weird ass creature sneaking to a, into her little girl's the person she watches yeah, but over she's from the fae world she's seen all kinds of crazy creatures she's literally been the queen of them it's sneaking into her window and targeting the little girl she's gonna end it she's gonna kill that thing and that's not gonna be like i'm not gonna watch this happen no no but no any good tactical person who's been any kind of situation is going to assess the threat before she launches in there i know she really likes this family but she's also smart enough not to get herself killed oh yeah so, i agree so she's gonna watch this creature for a second as it goes across the room and see what it does yeah and when it gets up because obviously he has to get over the little girl and start taking her breath out of her and i think that's the point tatiana would launch in because that looks like a threat yeah so it needs to be something that looks malicious enough, at least, that Tatiana thinks he's going to kill her. She doesn't know Malachi's intent. It can't look like he's like, oh, you sweet little thing. Let me just take a little bit. It's got to look like he's like, I'm going well, to take all of your breath. Well, I, mean, I don't think you can tell what he's intending to do. I don't think just taking her breath, I think, would be enough. Hell, just going near the kid, I think, would be enough for Tatiana to kill this thing. Um, well, you, you got to think from my perspective here. I'm painting this visual. Oh, no, and no, I, I'm I, I painting agree. Tatiana as this crazy, intelligent person. She's not just going to go into a wild frenzy. She's calculating. She's cold. Okay. She's not human. So, and, and I mean, I, I Malachi has to be has to look really bad. I, I get that. Taking the breath from the children. I mean, I, that's going to be enough to trigger that, though. Okay. I, I, I honestly feel, and there's no way to, con- just as she is fey and calculating and cold, so is he. Still yeah, but Malachi's been life. twisted into a dark, terrible little thing that's desperate right. for power and revenge. But well, obviously, by his outward appearance, I, I still don't think that's enough to, for him to to care whether the little girl lives or dies. Which is beside the point. Again, it, it, I don't think I don't think that's an issue. So it, you're telling me when I'm illustrating this, I'm just going to have Malachi like gently taking the breath out, and that's why? I, no, you can. Do I mean, it however I'm, I'm, you I'm want. speaking. No, no, no. Purely can... from an illustration sense here, I need to have something to support this menacing-looking thing that's happening. And you're telling me that I'm supposed to portray Malachi as like this gentle, ugly troll. Oh, no, no, no. I never said that. I never said gentle. I just don't think he cares whether she lives or dies from this thing. That's all. I mean, well, you that's can exactly have... what I just said. You're arguing with me about the same thing we're both saying. Well, there you go. So we're good. I wanted to know the how the trolls discovered this type of dark magic. So, so the issue is, is um, <clears throat> they're tiny. They've got to hide. They don't know where they are. They're probably going to that first town. 
Um, uh, the first time they do it, I mean, there's probably kids playing outside or something. And so maybe when they pick it up, they, I mean, because they have that. So maybe there's just something like if they touch it. So like, oh, let me put it this way. <clears throat> People who can't hear anything when they're deaf, if you put something next to their skull, they can feel the vibration and it still translates as sound at a certain point. So in this okay. sense, they pick up something from the kids, they feel that whatever connection to Faye, and they go, oh, I can connect to it somehow. And then they, they develop on from that point. It could have been some kid playing outside or whatever. <clears throat> but at one point they, they handled something, right. they felt that connection, and, they, and that's, like, okay, we can do it from this. And that's the way they went after it. So the question is, do, does does it have to be fresh? Do they have to get it directly off the child no. for the power to be more potent? Or think, can they just go into a garbage dump and get clippings? Um, you know what? Let's say, because what I'm thinking is, is they're going to carry these little pouches and stuff on them, and they're going to be pretty nasty looking, is they're going to grind this stuff up, and maybe they mix it with something, or a portion of themselves. Maybe they have to do some, something of themselves to put it in there so that the magic will work for them, like attune it to themselves, maybe. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So, okay. So it still has potency, but, um, perhaps, so they, they try to harvest it directly from the children rather than get it just off the floor though. Yeah. It's probably because it's a little bit stronger if they get it directly off and then they, they mix it pretty quick. Yeah. Or or you can say while the children are sleeping, the the veil between dimensions is really thin at that point and and it can, it kind of connects things or, I mean, there's a million different things we can do. Um, I mean, you know, with, with any kind of, any kind of spell, they always say, you know, the fresher the ingredient um, is typically the better the spell, the stronger the spell. So, I mean, we can just apply that principle to this. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's perfect. So that's cool. Yeah, because we we did discuss about the the idea that certain spells in the world uh, interact directly with the magic that is through all of these dimensions. You just don't have the Great Mother, which is what they used to rely on to access that magic. But through this world, you do it through spells or other connections. And maybe that's what they're doing is very, very minor versions of spells with these children. Yeah, they don't have that user interface, that friendly user interface that really guides them along and and makes things, oh, I just do it this way. No, now they have to like... They They're like do... hacking into the system to do exactly. little things. Yes. Very yes. nice. Okay. So the and the children are this weird, like weak firewall. Maybe the children are just an entrance. You know what I mean? Like, because the the interfaces are typically in the people themselves, and children are so young and they're so. Um, untested and undeveloped that that access is weaker through them. Yeah. Therefore, the connection is is stronger still, without yeah, any restriction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I like that. I like that. Okay. Very nice. And that would explain a lot about why children are targeted and not adults. Yeah. Because the adults have a, a better mental block or whatever. That's an excellent, I like it. I like that defining and, and, and that understanding there. Because a lot of the stuff we're doing here is, is like we're not leaving it up to like, oh, it just is because it is. I like this. This, this kind of gives me like it makes it the creation and the writing part of it a lot easier. And I'm sure it'll make the uh, the drawing part easier too. Yeah. Well, the, the fun part is going to be turning this stuff into visual idea. So you won't get a lot of this cool information about why things do, do the w- things the way they do, why we do what we do when we do it. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> just, I know, I know I'm, I'm getting lost. Yeah, so you won't get all these explanations, but this is what this podcast is for. So people can go in and be like, well, tell me why. And we'll be like, we'll tell you why. Yeah. Episode seven, Malachi. So uh, this next line here is kind of we get to the, the defining, the, the, def, the, uh, the physically defining these, these things. They're, they're twisted fairies. 
mm-hmm. uh, their lust for power. I do want to talk about that, yeah. Yeah. So the lust for power deformed their souls, no longer fairies now, they were trolls. Um, I think just that gnarled physical, because we, what did we discuss, that the, since they've been cut mm-hmm. off from the, the great mother and, and the, the magic right. and stuff, it's, it's definitely like corrupted their being. Yeah, well, I mean, the Great Mother, I think, kind of also sustains them in a way, because I don't think they really age unless they choose to change their appearance, right? Which is part of the Great Mother just kind of being that um, that assistance in kind of channeling their power towards a couple of, kind of like our lower brain um, instinctually keeps our organs running and our breath going without us having to think about it. I think the Great Mother does things for the Fae. Um, like keep them at a at a at a constant state of strength and age and whatever, but they can change consciously, just like we can change when we want to breathe, or and or we could do it unconsciously. And I think that's perhaps part of that access point. So without that access to the Great Mother anymore, they become affected by not only weather because they never had to maintain themselves or brush their hair or moisturize or do anything. So now their skin becomes toughened and 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 thick and gnarly because when you think of trolls you think of knobs and warts and thick skin and rough hands and kind of kind of bulbous almost so their very fair fine features start to get twisted and their backs get bent and they become a little more like um animals almost like very kind of bent over and kind of scrabbling at the ground and who knows maybe this is the if if they were not uh, enhanced and done by the great member. Maybe this is their natural progression. Maybe they start out all beautiful, but they end up looking like this if they were actually allowed to go. Interesting. I, I think I think the the use of the dark magic should age them faster because they don't have that maintenance from the great mother. The magic can take a toll because they don't have it anymore. Yeah. And instead, the magic uh, the toll that you pay is in time. So since these fey live so long. Like it's, yeah, that that as well. Like that as well. Messing up cells or doing <laughs> stuff. Maybe that's why they develop warts and and stuff. That's like, right. Yeah, and maybe yeah. like open sores and just they look diseased. They look slimy and gross. So you're right. Perhaps the fae over over the millennia that they actually live would start to twist and you know just become old. As you become older, things change and your back Stop gets working. bent and you exactly. And I think these creatures would have turned into super ancient beings um but i think that the trolls themselves with this mixture of corruption and dark magic not only had that aging process going on but an accelerated aging process and a corrupting process as if they've been exposed to every disease ever and i think you hit on something else too like right the nail right on the head they've never had to to tend after themselves they don't know how to tend after themselves they don't know about uh, proper their hair is nasty. Their teeth. Keeping, oh man, yeah, they're gonna be all kinds of messed up because they have no idea what to do, anyways. <laughs> Not so, rockets, just on the ground, gross. Um, you know, the more I think about it, I mean, the the natural progression of Fay to fingernail troll, it makes sense, especially when taking away that magic. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. they might have ended up that way even without stealing from the kids. I'm sure it hasn't helped it at all, but I mean, Mm-mm. I think. I think it would have taken longer. Um, I mean, they, they are there for a long time. I think that natural aging progression would have happened. I just think that extra level of disgusting, because instead of a, an elegant fae aging into a very ancient 
creature. Again, I just keep thinking you know, your hair turns white, your skin becomes thin, your back is bowed over and your head is pointed down and you're very, you kind of, you kind of shrink almost. Yeah. Uh, but for them that they needed to keep their strength. So they have this weird kind of strength from the magic they stolen, but they don't look like they should have it because they're, they're kind of twisted and deformed and their skin looks sick. They look sick yeah. and they shouldn't be moving as quickly as they do, which is, that makes them so terrifying. Yeah, they shouldn't be using the magic this way. And, and the way that uh, uh, opioids uh, give you serotonin outputs uh, and then twist certain things and mess certain things exactly. up. Exactly. So I like it. Literally, it's a drug to them. Yeah, and their nails are yellow and cracked because they don't know how to maintain them. Their teeth are falling out and broken because they don't know how to brush them or do them. And they just, I mean, they've considered humans like small pests that are stupid and unworthy of really anything for such a long time that any of the practices that humans use to maintain themselves, they would be like, well, well, that's just, you know, that's stupid. Why would I scrub across my teeth? I don't need to do that. Yeah. So it's it's arrogance, pure, pure arrogance. And I'm sure they smell awful. Well, I don't think think it's arrogance. I mean, if they knew, because they had never experienced that, that's, I mean, ignorance, I think would be, you know, and well, you know what? Arrogance is right because they would choose not to do. Well, I don't need to. I didn't do it then. I'm not going to do it now. I, you're right. It, it, I mean, it's like it's like being a part of a of a wolf den, and they're you know they're they're nipping at their fur and they're they're licking their wounds clean, and you're like, I'm not a dog. I would never do that because I'm not an animal. Yeah. And you know, perhaps that's that's just started that right. trend. Yeah. Um, I would love if one of the fingernail trolls was actually um, if there was just maybe maybe just one or. Uh, I don't know if a faction um, that didn't participate as much in the black magic and just looked like an aged fae and they have their hair slicked back and they're actually kind of clean. They're just really, really old. And they're like, our people have strayed. It's just gone way too far. Help them. <laughs> uh, you know, just some kind of like, and they banished him to the back because they think he's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just like one dude but, in a hut. What yeah. Guys. He's like, I, I never did what they did. I just, and you know, I took my punishment from the great Oberon. I knew I did wrong. I repent. And if I repent long enough, Oberon will take us back. But my brethren have fallen just yeah. like a total fanatic who just tried to keep to it. And that would be an interest. Only reason I, I, I'm thinking of it is a visual comparison of what Faye would look like if they aged without the maintain- yeah. maintenance of magic versus the fingernail trolls with the corruption. Because now you've got me thinking about it. That'd be cool. Maybe, maybe we can have him stick around for a while longer, too, just to impart. Maybe he, he decides as further, just to kind of further cement this into other fairies' minds where things can go. I'm going to show yeah, you guys. Yeah. I'm an example this, this of never, what can Yeah. So maybe we're going to have, yeah. maybe we could have him set up shop or do something, Nori. That would be interesting. I would love it because then Tatiana could meet him and be like, you know. I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this is what you'll become. <laughs> like, it just, you know. Yeah, yeah don't, plus, don't. you know, nothing's. Oh, well, sorry, go ahead. I think it's, I think it's a good reminder of why the Fae need to stay on their path yeah. of what they're doing and, and not, this is what happens when the Fae get out of whack. Yep. You know, that's this right. This could happen to you. So, and it's, yeah. Yeah. And I, I you know, but at the same time, I, th- I think at some point he's going to pass. And so he'll do something heroic or whatever because he does need to get recycled back in and all the other stuff. He does. He, do. he deserves it. Maybe he wants to cement that instinct in. Don't mess yeah. with him. Yeah. That's interesting. We're going to have to talk about this character more because I do like this idea of what a fae would look like if they, they aged. You know. Um, Old man grouchy. Yeah. Super grouchy. So yeah. grouchy. You know, it's just, ah, it's great. Because I always picture the fae as very very tall and very um 
not thin so much as just elongated fingers and elongated necks, just a little bit more than human. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's pretty typical for the for the the fairy tales is that they have very um, kind of pointed faces, very elongated features, tall, kind of thin. Yeah, they're almost very like panther like you know they have the the long skinny bodies but you can tell the muscle uh, muscles under there are more than they should have yeah. if they were human and that's that cool. that's the interesting thing that's cool mm-hmm. so yeah okay so fingernail trolls i like i like this image we're painting of them of this just whoops, uh of this uh just corruption and uh i also i'm curious because you know the great mother provides a lot of protection for them that our immune systems and our natural instincts and our brain do for us um, to go further into that. What if the great mother typically through magic or whatever provided them with an immune system? Um, well, and so when they come immune. to the human world, yeah. they, they are exposed to human diseases that affect them in different ways than they affect humans because they can't really like they, they don't really die from these diseases. They just continue to carry them like rats. Yeah. Yeah. Become like little carriers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think because there's, there's going to be like, I don't know how many going in a thousand or a couple hundred, whatever. Um, by the end of it, this little colony that's left. Well, I don't we don't want a huge amount. Yeah. Um, but we don't want a small amount because I mean, there ha- Malachi had to have a certain number of followers. But I mean, after the War of the Wings, there weren't a lot. I mean, um, what do we say? The War of the Wings knocked out a good hefty part of the population. I wouldn't say that a ton of the population supported Malachi because Malachi did a coup yeah. primarily with the guards who were under him. Yeah. And I would say that he probably did a loyal troop of guards and perhaps a couple extra people who could be like servant wise or whatever, who would have helped him kind of transport messages or just, you know, do stuff like that. So I wouldn't say the fingernail trolls number too high. What do you think? Um, well, we did give an impression of, of uh, a long line of Fay going into this portal during the earlier parts of this poem. It's true. I mean, we can, we can just but at the knock same... a good amount off on the peat dogs, or uh, maybe a certain number did die by having their wings ripped off. And then another, a portion died in the peat dogs, leaving a small malicious troop that really felt that they had to do anything yeah. to survive after all the horrible things that had happened to them. You know what I mean? And the disease. And the, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think so. But I mean, 300 people too, I mean, is a long line. There's a, it's true. It's true, especially in single file. Yeah, yeah. They're probably not all like right next to each other either. They're spaced out, or some are slowly walking or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Do you want to play at all with number significance? Nope. Okay, that That's gets too. That's mostly just for you involved. and I to. Again, okay. This is a fable. Okay, and and uh, I, I, a lot of this stuff is going to be due to um, wanting to to make things look worse than they really are because he wants them to he wants right. that impact and um right so i yeah. may play with it with the illustrations uh simply for the the survivors maybe that last little colony that tatiana finds yeah. um uh is is not because 300 i know they're very small but 300 is a lot um well, so I, I i i'm more comfortable with like 150 yeah um i feel like that would be a better number to play with and then, I, again, I wanted to look into some of the, the mythology uh, and numerology of yeah. the Fae. And um, perhaps I'll just research that and sneak that in there so that our final number is something that is 
um, that means gonna, death in yeah. in their mythology. You well, know what I mean? Gonna, they're not going to. There's I mean, there's no numbers in the poem. I mean, you can't. I mean, as far as the drawing goes, there might be, but. The... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the Raven Queen and when she recruits them. Oh yes, and then also. So that's. Yeah. When when she's going back to collect these dead fae that had died, I don't it's, want her collecting like four hundred people. I mean, that's gonna. No, yeah, no, I don't want that either. I think that a hefty portion should die with their wings being ripped off, so that the survivors are not only very strong but have seen such terrible things it's twisted their their reasoning beyond all measure. And then even if we do uh, decide to kill off a decent portion in the peat bogs the imagery I'll do will still only show her pulling up a couple and then we can just have a grove of trees to really signify those who have passed nice. that are that number more, you know what I mean? So the imagery can be played with pretty easily. Very good. Uh, That's awesome. But, but yeah, how do you feel about a smaller colony of a hundred or so or 150? Is that, I, does that play okay for you? Yeah, for no, you? No. That's that's just fine because I haven't even we haven't even discussed the colony or gotten into it at all. So right, and I'm sure we'll get in that into that more. But let's get back on point. Sorry. Uh, now now we got to deal with. I mean, they're they're standing above this town and they they realize because they've been visiting these areas, they're kind of legends. Oh, that's what that line means. I was curious. They were legends here. They could not afford. Yeah, they were because they were no longer powerful to. Oh, because well, read read those two lines for me because i i think they they relate really well the millennia and then the legends millennia <laughs> millennia <laughs> millennia passed they became quite bored they were legends here they could not afford so it, it basically i mean for for their purposes and being able to do what they want to do get get revenge get back to the fae and do all that stuff they know the gate's going to move um, they also know that because they have their gates around these areas, their their legends, their stories, and everything else are on this area. And if somebody sees them, they they don't have the power to just whisk away or get away or anything else. Now they're stuck there, and they have no way to defend themselves. They couldn't. They could not afford to be found or whatever. So. So I like this because they could they could use some of the legends and traditions to their advantage initially. Yes. A lot of the a lot of the Irish and Scottish myth uh, talk about leaving a bowl of cream out yes. for this day to appease them, so that they won't bother your house. And then if you play a bad prank on them, then they'll they'll come and uh, wreak retribution. So I could see them trying to use that to their advantage at first, getting food at least through that yeah. cream, um, which is the only I mean because they don't know what food is, but they know that they need to consume something, and maybe cream is the only thing that has any kind of sweet taste that is appealing to them. Um, especially after the fey berries. I no mean, idea. you can't oh, compete. Wow. So perhaps cream is, I would love that if cream had the tiniest bit of something that tastes good to them yeah. and Marshall only eats oatmeal with cream in it. And he's just like, Ugh. Well, the, and the that would explain. Well, the whole reasoning behind the oatmeal, because it was nothing tastes good anymore. The only reason he was right. eating oatmeal because it was fast enough that he could swallow it fast. I know, I know, no, I just, I, because like these, with, these myths and legends have such a great connotation to them. So if you have these cream out there, the fae do eat, perhaps that's the yeah. only thing that they can, like water doesn't taste like anything to us. So most of the time people can just drink it and they know it'll at least keep them alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So perhaps for the fae, the cream has enough sustenance in it and tastes a, enough good or like nothing that they can stomach it and they, easy enough they to need get it. down and they don't have to think about it fast. right 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 so i just think that that's a i like that play in so 
Yeah. So, and, and again, maybe it's just that whole just trying to get something down. It's it's something they can easily swallow, has enough sustenance, and they don't have to they don't have to dwell on it. They can just chug it down real quick and not worry about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and um, maybe gonna, it does taste. Yeah. It has something that even you know. I mean, again, you know, if you're if you're in a different place, again, like I'm going to keep going back to this example of wolves. For so somehow you end up living in a cave with wolves or near wolves or whatever, and all they have left is leftover meat from a carcass they've hunted and killed, and that's all you've got. Yeah. So that you're going to go for the meat that looks most appealing, and you're going to try to just stomach it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So. I like it. Okay, so they they're using these myth and legends, but they also know the real danger because if the the people start to riot and they come after them, they they won't stand a chance. Yeah. So so what if I mean I don't know if you're open if you like this idea or not, but perhaps in the beginning when they're first interacting with humans and trying to get this cream and trying to do certain things, um, perhaps they lose a certain number to humans Stomp as on. well. No. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some there's some different uh, myths. So, okay, this is what I want to try to hammer out with you real quick. In the myth slide, in certain things, the Fae are bound by these rules. Do you think those rules are uh, part of this great mother system? And since they no longer have wings, that's they, those rules don't apply to them? Or are they still bound by these things? Um, okay. Uh, as far as rules and stuff, the Fae like to play tricks on people. And they also want to keep the humans thinking like, oh, uh, I have, they have to play by these rules, so I feel safe if I do this. Okay, so just like vampires, like like in this situation or whatever. Oh, yeah, we we just tell those humans that garlic hurts us and we can't live in the sun. Really, uh, we're just super okay. pale, you know, and we don't, want, we don't get a sunburn. <laughs> and garlic, I just don't like it. So what I'm thinking... Do you uh, do you think that there should just be some high level rules that all the fae are forced to follow, and then the rest they just kind of made up to, to make the humans feel safe? Yeah, it... I think so. I'm just giving that sense. Oh, it's just a legend. It would it couldn't be real. Ah, no, I like that. I like it's, that a lot. Yeah, cements that into people's heads. Oh, they're not real. I like that. I like that. Okay, so um, the they play with the legends. They use them to their advantage, but they also realize that they could be a, a very large problem for them in a danger. Oh, yes. um, so they um, so perhaps the legends were getting so great because that was a huge part of, of their religion. Even when Christianity came over to Scotland and Ireland, um, they just started integrating the saints and crosses and other things into warding the Fae away. Yeah. Perhaps the Fae recognized that the people were starting would riot or would hunt them down as a holy, um, not crusade, but a holy hunt to, to banish these creatures, which they no longer worship, but considered almost like demons. Yeah. And so as that change came through, they were like, man, this is getting kind of bad and we're actually getting hunted. No one's leaving cream out anymore. We have to go. Yep. So the last two lines are, they gather their things and sailed far away to the land brand new, the U.S. of A. And uh, I like that nice little cliffhanger. Um, I wonder what their things are that they gathered. Well, their magics that they've already they've already picked up. Maybe they have little uh, stuff, and 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 now they're not fey anymore, so they need places to sleep. They need to gather food, right. containers, all plethora of things that all of a sudden right. they have to rely on. So blankets. I'm gonna love. Oh, it's gonna be great illustrating just like um, some old school like Scottish um, like you know like thimbles and little spools of thread and oh, yeah. and just real old school wooden you know because there's a lot of carved wooden things and just uh you know I, I'm just gonna love it and one of the fae I feel like I want them to cradle like a little rock or something and just be like my rock <laughs> I love my rock I can't let my rock go and it's just these things were things of beauty too. So maybe at, at one point they like to collect small shiny things because they still like beautiful things. 
but they okay yeah you know i'm sure some of them have that kind of oh i like it no i like it that's great um perhaps somewhere in their dump where they're living in the u.s they have a little trove of treasure and shiny things that they go and look at to kind of remind them of good things interesting Yeah. yeah nothing nothing that they can look into yeah excellent all right and that's how they made it from uh, the, the UK area to the US. Yep. You have been listening to Story Arc. I'm Trevor Sutton. If you like the show, subscribe and check us out on Facebook at Fey Realms and our Twitter at Stoke Tales 1. Please leave comments and be a part of the show. Thank you.